We're wrapping up 2021 today by revisiting your choices for best episodes of 2021. Episode one was way back in August 2018, so 2022, therefore, is the fifth calendar year of the podcast. That's hard to believe. And you'll have loads more great episodes coming next week and all through next year, bringing you advice and expertise from practitioners from the world of learning and development, people just like you and me. But today is all about thanking you, uh, the trainers, the consultants, the facilitators for your listenership and your loyalty throughout 2021. And of course, for subscribing to the podcast. But it's also my chance to thank my great guests this year who so generously gave of their time to share their ideas, their stories and their journey with people like you and me. And what better way to do this than to remind you of the highlights from the podcast this year. This is the Training Business Podcast. Hey, and welcome to the trainingbusiness.com podcast. Every week, we bring you exciting news and interviews with training business experts and training business entrepreneurs from around the world. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. Here's your host, Mark Garrett Hayes. Hey, welcome to the show. My name is Mark. It's wonderful to have you back for another episode of the show. If this is your first time here, this is the show for people just like you and me, people who are trainers, facilitators, coaches, people who make their living from helping others through their programs, through your expertise. If you develop uh, training programs, some kind of workshops, and you sell those, well, I'd like to think that this is the show for you because it helps you on your business journey, wherever you are in that process, by listening to how other people in your shoes and my shoes have started, how they've grown and scale their business. And every Thursday, without fail, there is an episode of the show waiting for you on your podcast platform of choice. And I'd like to thank you at this point for everything you've done this year, for the messages you've sent, the wishes you've expressed, and the feedback you've given me on the kinds of content that you find valuable. And I'd love to encourage you to do that again next year. So today's all about wrapping up this year, 2021, by sharing the highlights from the best episodes, your favorite episodes from 2021. Okay, so we began this year with a great episode back in January 7th, and we talked about how you can win business by using storytelling. It's important to remind ourselves that people just don't just want our training or workshops, they want the benefit of your training, of your workshops. The story that you tell proves that there are benefits. The stories from helping other people, just like your prospects, your customers, are the proof that your products and services get results. And I think we often forget that. We're focusing on explaining what we do as opposed to proving that what we do and for whom we do it actually achieves results. People want the outcome, not just the, the process. They want the results, not just the training. So that's something I think that I've had to really think about in, in 2021, which is selling the story, not just selling the training. Is this something that you have given some thought to? And it's something I think you might want to think about more in 2022, thinking of all the 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 connections that you have. What people often like to read is how people have achieved results. So when you can explain how something you've done for 
someone just like them gets results, that's really something that piques people's interests. Then we had three really popular episodes in a row. February 18th, uh, episode 127, we had with Kat Hayes. That's Hayes, not Hayes, not my uh, namesake. But Kat shared how she helps trainers, facilitators, uh, consultants to get the ideas in their head or those of their clients' heads and put them into products or at least concepts So if you've got some idea for, let's say, customer service or sales or leadership or resilience or something that helps your clients, many of us struggle with this. How do I get this thing in my mind and create something which is a product that I can, you know, design and explain and sell? And many people need help with this uh, creation process. We, We know from speaking to our customers that there is a requirement for something, but that process of conceptualizing it and creating it, developing it, building it so we can sell it, that for many of us is a problem because it's it's often something which requires maybe a strength that's not your strength. So I find I'm very good in some areas, but when it comes to putting together like a, like a, a mind map or a drawing or a, a vision board for how something should look and how it should be built – that's where I need help from other people. And that's something that Kat spoke about back in February 18th this year, episode 127. The following week, we spoke with Isman Tanuri. Isman spoke to us from Singapore, and he explained how a tool which he uses with his clients, a tool called Miro, uh, helps him to create mind maps and vision boards and actually run programs quite interactively using this tool called Miro, which is a remote collaboration tool. You can use it for whiteboards and all kinds of things. But what's interesting is people can actually interact with the screen in real time. You can see their mice moving. You can comment. You can introduce videos. There's a whole bunch of tools that are inbuilt into Miro. Mural, Mural Mural.com is another tool that people like, uh, or there's even Google Jamboard, which is a free version. Uh, It's a tool like Miro, nothing near as powerful, but that's perhaps something you you could look at. I know when I've used Miro with my clients this year, they've loved the fact that they're not just sitting passively, they're able to engage actively and move things around on the screen and see in real time. And of course, because we're all or most of us right now, are training people, helping people, coaching people remotely. We need tools like Miro or Mural or Jamboard or other things to keep people's attention and keep them engaged in the training. And that's a huge thing right now, huge challenge, people just dropping off. They're not paying attention. They're focused on other things. So uh, Isman explained how he often runs introductory workshops for people who are new to this concept of remote collaboration software. And you'll find them, you can even connect with Isman on LinkedIn. He's very open to people uh, writing to him and connecting with him and helping him to help you to understand how to use tools like Miro. Episode 129, the following week, was with Hannah Williams. And Hannah showed us how she works with clients to augment workshops by drawing or as she calls it live scribing and then what her clients get is a finished drawing uh, a huge uh, colorful uh, visually impactful um, pr- 
proof that people have come up with great ideas and how they can work. And I think that's a fantastic idea, perhaps for you, is, you know, when people end your training, what is there that, what is, what kind of proof is there that the training took place? What do people look at? So having something like some kind of artifact that people can refer to, they can revisit. So let's say after the end of a training, a week's training or a few days training, they've got something physical that they can append or, or stick on a wall or, or just look at. And it reminds them of all the great ideas that they had expressed or that you as a facilitator helped them to come up with. And I love this idea because it gives something physical or even something visual that people can use to remind themselves of key concepts. Episode 131 was with John Warrillow who's an author, and he introduced the idea of thinking of your exit. So the question here is, have you a vision for how you plan to exit your business years from now? If you're in the middle of working with clients, what value do you hope to build? Because when we come to retirement time, or when we come to the point where we say, you know what, it's time to do something else, um, what value is there in the business so that if you take yourself out of your business, it works without you. If you decide to sell, is it worth anything without you? And that's quite a sobering thought. Many, many trainers work uh, their barneys off <laughs> for years, and when they're not, um, when they are not in the business, it's not really something that's of value because they are the business. So, are you the business? Have you thought about creating something that's sellable, saleable? without you? What is the plan to to build something and exit? Because there's an exit coming for all of us at some point. So that was one episode 131, John Warlow, and that really made me think. And John is the author of a book called Built to Sell. In fact, several books, um, but Built to Sell is, is really impactful, and many people have raved about that book. Just getting your mind around the idea of creating something that's not you, but something run by you, owned by you, and eventually something that you can sell on if that's your choice. Episode 132 was with one of my favorite podcasters, who's Leanne Hughes. And many of you, of course, also listened to Leanne's First Time Facilitator podcast. Leanne spoke to me from Australia. And in episode 132, she highlighted seven things that she's learned over the years from starting her facilitation business. Leanne is is changing direction slightly next year, so I really will pay attention to what she's doing. She is so enthusiastic, really helpful, and I'm sure has helped loads of you in terms of helping you to start your facilitation business. Episode 133 was with Julian Treasure, a five times TED speaker and expert on how to get people to listen to you. And of course, if you're a trainer, coach, consultant facilitator like me, it's very important that we engage people's ears and their minds and, and get them to focus on what we're saying and how we're helping them. And that's exactly what Julian talked about. And he has a course on just that. And you can find out more by listening again to episode 133 with Julian Treasure. Episode 135 was with Lisa Spinelli from the Association for Talent Development in the States. And she touched upon something very timely right now, is, which is the topic of how and why many teaching professionals, education professionals, are making the leap from teaching into working for themselves, into the training business, 
the facilitation business, and this is something that my mother did actually, because she originally was a trainer, or rather a teacher, I should say, and then made the move into facilitating workshops and training people. And that's something that many people are doing because a lot of teachers have a ground set of skills which are highly transferable to, to training and facilitating. Episode 137 was with Cassie Labori, who's the author of Producing Virtual Training, Meetings and Webinars, Mastering the Technology to Engage Participants. And she spoke about, in that episode, the importance of technology and when you're running remote sessions, how to use the technology and the benefit, of course, of engaging someone to help you in your training session to manage that technology. For example, if you are running a remote session, uh, do you want someone to help you to log uh, your attendees in and manage the chat window and all the kinds of things? Because many of us find that when we've got lots of people in our training sessions, um, if we have to keep distracting ourselves by focusing on the technology, uh, the chat or or the whiteboards, all that stuff that um, takes away from you training people, uh, sometimes it's a good idea to think of engaging people. And she talked about how this is increasingly important as we uh, find ourselves delivering more and more virtual training, virtual workshops, virtual meetings, virtual webinars. Perhaps there's a new role in helping someone to run the tech to make, to free us up, to focus on the actual uh, audience participation. And that's something that really has just stuck in the back of my mind this year from talking to Cassie. And you can find her book online, which again is producing virtual training meetings and webinars. Episode 146 was with Naftali Bryant, who is Director of Learning and Organizational Development at Netflix, one of my favorite subscriptions. And In this episode, Naftali talks about the projects that he is working on over at Netflix and how he came up with this framework called Easy E-A-S-Y and how he is using this framework to conceptualize and create talent development programs in collaboration with stakeholders at Netflix. And we had a great chat about his thinking. Uh, Naftali has got some fantastic ideas on how corporations, uh, people in talent development uh, as a department can actually work better with stakeholders. Episode 148, July 15th, was a solo episode where I talked to you about how I can get, how you can get work from other trainers. And this really helped me this year. I think if I look back on revenue, two fellow trainers are the source of a large part of my revenue this year. And I talked about why it's really important to network with other trainers to keep them close because you never know when there's something that they are approached to do, but they can't do or rather would not do. And they're more than likely happy to give this to you. And if this is your sweet spot, if this is your area, then that's something that can really, really benefit you because there are loads of trainers out there who are approached to do things which just aren't in their remit. They're just not the things they want to do because they're not knowledgeable enough or they don't enjoy them as much as you might. So having trainers out there, other people in in the world of learning and development who can be a natural source of uh, leads for you, that really makes sense. And I'll talk, I talked in that episode in 148 about why this has really worked for me this year. Episode 151, August 5th, was with Selena Rosvani. And Selena is an author, speaker, and LinkedIn learning instructor. And she shared ideas on the importance of how to assert 
yourself professionally. There are situations where all of us uh, work with clients or people who, let's say, we need. And sometimes these people change their minds, they change agreements, they change the scope. How do you handle that? How do you push back professionally? How do you uh, manage those difficult conversations in a way that you come out of it looking good and with the result that you want? So that's Selena back in episode 151, August 5th. Episode 154 was with Olympic champion gold medal winner Adrian Morehouse, who sold his consulting business, Lane 4, to global consulting giant EY two weeks before recording episode 154. And it's a fascinating story because uh, Adrian talks about how he and a, a group of other guys, uh, all from different walks of life, came up with the idea of starting this consulting business, training people in leadership and other core skills way back in 1996 and how it's taken this long to build a business worth millions, which was then sold to EY this year in 2021. Episode 157 was with Pete Starr. Um, I have loads of time for Pete. I've worked with Pete previously, and back in episode two in August 2018, uh, Pete was my second ever guest, and Pete talked about how he often struggled with moving from you know, employment into associate work, and then going from associate work into working with his own direct clients as a trainer, and how over the course of the last three years, he's managed to do this. The ups and downs of running his own business and working for himself, and there were loads of great takeaways. It was great to chat again with Pete and to catch up uh, three years after that episode back in September 1st, I think it was September 1st this year, but the original episode with Pete was August 2018 in episode two. You might want to listen to both and uh, a really honest, straight talking, direct guy. I have lots of time for Pete, as I said, and we might have him back on the show at some point in the future. Episode 158, loads of comments on this one. This was on September 23rd. This was with Jay Fields, who is um, someone who specializes in embodied emotional intelligence, all about um, somatic um, managing emotions at work, reducing stress through regulation of the nervous system, reducing stress, understanding the signals from your body. And there's huge interest in this right now by employers or from employers. Understandably, many uh, people are managing teams remotely who aren't present and those people are often going through stress. How do you help your people to stay focused, to regulate that stress? And Jay is a LinkedIn instructor based in California. You'll find her course on LinkedIn Learning. And perhaps this is something that you might find interesting, not just for yourself, but maybe for your clients. Is there an element of this that you can help people with, how to manage emotions at work and reduce stress by being aware of, of this, the signals from from our bodies, from our nervous systems, and why that really, really makes sense right now, given how stressful work is and how home life can be. Episode 159 was with Jason Durkee, who was a great friend to the podcast. Jason spoke to us from Japan. He's been nearly 30 years in the Japanese market designing and delivering training. And in this episode 159, Jason shared his ideas on how you can test and soft launch new programs before investing 
time and money in building them. And maybe that's something to think about in 2022, because it's a fast-moving world right now. You know, hard to say what next year looks like because of the, you know, all the different parameters out there in terms of the economy and technology. But how do you test the waters? If you have an idea for a concept, how do you test and soft launch programs before actually committing time and, and resources to them? And that's something that Jason digs into in detail in the seven-step process in episode 159. Episode 160 and 161, two more LinkedIn instructors, Dave Burse in Scotland. He helps people like you and me to develop clever presentations that keep people engaged because of the digital distraction. These days, people are looking at cameras, but you don't know if they're looking out the window or looking at something else online. Dave is all about how to keep people focused and engaged in your presentations. And that's something that we all can benefit from this year and next year. Episode 161 was with Sharon Steed, who shared her really touching story on how she helps corporate clients to foster empathy. And again, that's a really important topic this year and will be again next year as we work with remote people. Episode 167 was on November 25th with Pepe Numi, who is a master facilitator and author of the Handbook of Professional Facilitation. Uh, Pepe spoke to us from Finland. And if you're interested in the concept of facilitation, this is not training. Training and facilitation often are mixed up. Uh, training, to my mind, is more about the transfer of knowledge from you to your um, members of your audience. Facilitation is more about leveraging the knowledge, the, the skills that are present already in your audience and how you can help them to make breakthroughs. But there are, just like in training, a bunch of principles which, which separate facilitation from training. And this is what Pepe ad addresses in the book, uh, the Handbook of Professional Facilitation, which came out this year. In fact, it came out, I think, about two weeks after or before I spoke to Pepe, and that's episode 167, if you want to revisit that one, on November 25th. Coming to the end uh, of this year, episode uh, 169 on December 2nd was with David Brownlee in California, and David told us a fantastic story of how he has grown his customer service training brand almost single-handedly, and how one YouTube video had some really big corporate brands knocking on his door in the past couple of years. And maybe that's something to think about this year, and maybe next year, your plans for using video. YouTube is growing, growing, growing ever faster. The algorithm is more intricate than ever before, but it's something that many trainers have found uh, quite helpful this year, not just as a means of putting up your you know, videos, but as a means of generating business, how do you actually create some content that people find valuable, which attracts them to your door? Maybe you've got some plans to do that in 2022. And my plan next year is to have someone on the show to help us to focus specifically on generating great YouTube videos. So stay tuned for that one. Episode 170, uh, two weeks ago, was with Olivia Schofield. Olivia is a Toastmasters World Championship finalist and Olivia spoke to us from Berlin. And one of the things I liked, apart from the story of how she became a Toastmasters World Championship finalist, was how she currently and has been for a number of years working with three other trainers and facilitators to uh, create and run their own two-day training event in Berlin, which takes place every single year. 
and how they cooperate to share ideas and, of course, business leads. And Olivia said, and I found this a fantastic story, how she'll often, inverted commas, steal ideas from the other trainers and how they will reciprocate and steal ideas from her, all, of course, you know, for, for, for a great reason, how we can learn from other trainers, just, you know, thinking of, of ways that they do something better than us or we can share something with them. And then, of course, the benefits of how one of them might get um, a lead, uh, which they can't handle, they can't serve, and they're happy, very happy, in fact, to pass this on to their colleagues. So this mutual interdependency I find fascinating. I, as I said, there's huge benefit to networking with other trainers and to um, having that partnership where they will um, get some business from you that you can't handle and vice versa. It's a two-way street. So that's something to listen to again, Olivia's episode 170, and I might have her back on the show again next year. 171, uh, almost finally today, was with Michael Fern last week. And I had meant for a number of months now to have someone on the show to talk about Lego, because I grew up playing with Lego, but I never thought of it as a tool to help people to learn. And it's a great facilitation tool. Michael is an expert. He developed what's called the LSP or Lego Serious Play methodology. There are several methodologies out there. Michael will tell you himself. It's not the only one. But Michael has written a book. He's recognized as a subject matter expert. And he explains how you can, if you want to, avail of free resources online and offer Lego Serious Play as a framework for helping your clients to break through or to achieve breakthroughs in ideation, strategy development, and so on, using those Lego building blocks. And of course, all the resources, the, the toolkits, the, the framework, the whole, the plans, that's all available. Michael loves helping people with his LSP community, and that's something you might want to look at too. Okay, so um, that brings us to the end of the day, almost. Next week, or in fact, the next couple of weeks, we have episodes without fail. There is an episode next Thursday, as there is every single Thursday. And coming up soon, um, I'll be talking to Robert Certi, who is co-founder and managing director of Session Lab. That's a tool that many trainers, a colleague of mine, Mary, uses to help to build uh, learning programs very quickly online. And I'll be talking to Tobias Rodriguez, who is a former priest and self-described badass teams trainer and conflict resolution specialist. And I'll have a few more surprise guests early in 2022. So that's it for uh, this week, not the year, because there is, of course, a, another episode next Thursday before we come to New Year's Eve. But my thanks again to all my guests this year who've made 2021 a fascinating year on the Training Business Podcast. And again, thanks to you for tuning in, for your listenership, for your loyalty, and of course, for subscribing. If you've not yet subscribed, I would love to know that you can do this. You can simply click on subscribe. It costs nothing, takes a couple of seconds to do so, and of course, validates all the hard work and episodes that we have created for you in 2021. And of course, we'll do so again next year in 2022. But until next Thursday, when I hope to see you here again on the last episode of the year, take care of yourselves. Speak to you soon. Bye for now. Thanks once more for listening to this episode of the trainingbusiness.com podcast. See you next time.